thought he was replaced. Good, good late afternoon, everyone. The Sacramento City Council will please come to order. Would the clerk call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you, Cal Councilmember Kaplan. Councilmember Lalowi. Councilmember Telemontes. Councilmember Valenzuela. Here. Councilmember Maple. Here. Vice Mayor Guetta. Here. Councilmember Jennings. Here. Mayor Pro Tem Vang. Here. Mayor Steinberg. I am here. Um, Good evening and good afternoon, everyone. Councilmember Talamantes, would you give us the honor of leading us in the land acknowledgement and the Pledge of Allegiance, please? Yes. All right. Here we go. So please rise for the opening acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, to the Nissan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley, and Plains Miwok, Petwin Wintun, peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally rec recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people, people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous peoples, history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. Please stand. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Councilmember Talamantes. All right, we have a very, very special presentation here today. And uh, I understand I missed the, the pictures up here, but that's okay. Um, let me turn it over to uh, Councilmember Vang uh, to begin the presentation. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I am just so, so proud to have the opportunity to recognize our amazing scholars at Susan B. Anthony Elementary School. Um, this has been a year in the making, a year-long project of them sharing their stories and really showcasing the importance of storytelling uh, and record keeping uh, of our diverse histories to really learn uh, and build community. Um, it brings me a lot of joy, a lot of pride for our community and our city uh, to really be able to see for the first time Hmong traditional clothing and culturally significant artifacts um, that's being celebrated right here uh, at Sacramento City Hall, which I mentioned earlier to the student that it is the People's Hall. This building belongs to you. It's your building, no one else's. Um, and so I wanna make sure that each and every one of you know that, that you belong here um, and that this is your building. Um, as many of you uh, know, California is actually home to the largest Hmong population in the United States with over 96,000 Hmong Americans and Sacramento actually is uh, the largest city in California uh, with the Hmong uh, population, uh, nearly around 30 residents. Uh, Susan B. Anthony, uh, which was in District 7, uh, in Detroit community is in the heart of South Sacramento. Uh, and Susan B. Anthony is unique, uh, one, because I was a community organizer there, but also because SBA um, is actually a very special school. Um, it has a 
a Hmong dual language program, and it was actually the first Hmong immersion program west of the Mississippi River. So we have definitely a gem uh, in South Sacramento. Uh, last year, uh, you'll hear a little bit from our city staff, um, from Marcia. Uh, last year, the city, the, the center of Sacramento history uh, had an opportunity to work with our fifth and sixth graders as Susan B. Anthony to really imagine what, it, what an exhibit could look like. Um, and so I really encourage you um, to uh, take a look at the gallery um, uh, right out here at the lobby. It's gonna be there for a few weeks, I think a few months. I'll have city staff share a little bit about it, um, but just really excited because this exhibit really uh, embodies uh, the power of storytelling um, and really the, just the beauty and diversity of what makes Sacramento so great. Um, and really inviting all of my colleagues and everyone watching um, council meeting tonight. You know, if you're uh, around downtown or city hall, please stop by to see the gallery, all done by our amazing fifth and sixth grader uh, from South Sacramento and Detroit. And just, I'm just so, so proud of them. And with that, I'll hand it over to, um, I think Ms. Moore, have you come up and say a few words and also our city staff um, to come up as well, right? Asia's, yeah. I do have a resolution as well, but I want an opportunity for you to come up and share a little bit about your experience. Good evening, Mayor and Council and City Manager. So I'm Marsha Iman, your city historian, uh, in case you didn't know you had one. Um, <laughs> so I'm proud to be part of the Center for Sacramento History, and this was an outreach project that, yes, was a year in the making, because we had to work with the students. They started at the beginning of the year last year and completed it at the end of the school year. And then it took us, what was it, three months, Stacy? Um, to put the exhibit together, uh, so which was a pleasure. And this is Stacy Cox, who's right there, was the curator of the exhibit. And it was a pleasure from the very beginning. Our goal was to um, reach out to the school, to, and part of this was for the kids to have the experience to interview their families and so forth, but for them to think about what's important for them as well, and then collecting those objects and them uh, telling the story. So it's their voices, it's not ours, um, interpreting this. And I wanna really thank um, uh, Principal Moa and um, the staff, Richard and Poa, because you guys were great. And this wouldn't happen unless the school really went all out for it. So thank you, and Principal Moa. I can't see with can't see without my glasses, but I can't see with my glasses <laughs> either. So. Um, I'm sure some of you understand that. <laughs> so good evening, Mayor Steinberg, Mayor Pro Tem Bang, Vice Mayor um, Gara, um, City Council members, and Chamber guests. I my name is Bo Mua. I am the principal at Susan B. Anthony Elementary School, um, which houses the first Hmong dual language, as um, Pro, Mayor Pro Tem has. Um, already mentioned um, <coughs> program in the West Coast in Sacramento City Unified School District. So um, this project has given our scholars the opportunity to learn about their families and their identity. And I want to thank Mayor Pro Tem Bang um, and her staff for their support and um, especially for, for her connecting, making that connection for us with um, district, um, with the historic district manager, Marsha Iman, and Stacy Cox, who guided um, the project and um, the process of gathering the artifacts and writing these stories that our students have written about themselves, and then also displaying their stories here at City Hall. 
So thank you, Ms. Eyman and Ms. Cox, for allowing our scholars to have this really unique experience, um, learning experience. And then I hope that everyone who comes through City Hall will um, really, you know, who comes through to view this exhibit will learn about our scholars and their families, and then also will um, take some things that are important away from what, what it is in the Hmong culture. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Do we have any comments okay, from any sorry, comments from other members? I, I know I just got to say something. It's the mayor. Just how how my heart is just filled with um, such joy to uh, see you all here and to see these young people and to I have your book and to to be able to read what you wrote and to have it displayed at City Hall for many months. And Marcia, thank you so much to you and your team and the adults, the parents at Susan B. Anthony, you know, this is, we talked earlier today about the fact that this is a really sad time in our country. And it's a sad time for the, the Asian Pacific Islander community uh, in California and in Sacramento by extension. And so this is the this is the other side, the good side of life, of inclusion, of, of our great diversity, of, of celebration of young people about all that, is, all that is possible and all that is good. And so young people, we told you downstairs, um, this is your building, right? This, you own this building and you are never a visitor here. You come here as the owners of this city, this country, because you represent all that's hopeful and all that's good. Thank you for making our day. Thank you. Rick? Thank you, Mayor. Um, so the mayor and your council member, Councilwoman Mai Vang, um, have said some incredible things tonight about the school and what you've accomplished. And I, I can't wait to read every single letter that's in that book. Um, I'm looking forward to reading what you said today because tomorrow it will become a part of history. And many more people will read it for generations to come to understand how you felt about your experience at Susan B. Anthony Elementary School, the first dual immersion Hmong school in the entire region of Sacramento. And so I'm really happy about that. Um, I really loved representing Susan B. Anthony uh, when it was in my district. But I can say to you without question, you have a great council member and councilwoman, Mai Vang, and she will do a great job. She will do a better job than I ever did for you. And so I just wanna let you know, you don't lose anything by losing me to her. <laughs> So I just want to let you know that, but I am so proud to have you here today to be in the city of Sacramento. For those who were bold enough to come and sit in these seats, <laughs> I want you to look at the pictures. I want you to look at them every single day. And one day when you finish college, I want you to come back and claim your seat. You will run the city of Sacramento. 
and I will be an old man sitting in my chair <laughs> saying, I remember when they sat in that seat for the very first time, and now they are setting policy for the city of Sacramento. So again, congratulations. Thank you for everything. Councilmember Vang, good job. Incredible job today. Uh, glad to be on your team. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, and I also want to, uh, you know, extend some accolades here to uh, a great council member that represented Susan B. Anthony for many years and the mayor pro temp, who is now the, the representative. And, uh, and as I mentioned to the teachers and the parents before and, the, and uh, all of the students, um, you know, my son also goes to a dual immersion uh, language school and how important it is uh, to, at a young age, instill pride in one's culture, one's language, one's traditions. Uh, because that'll help them throughout their their life and unfortunately in our country for a long time we we uh, looked uh, fr we frowned upon that and i think if anything we've learned right now that this next generation it's their their uh, their pride and their identity is going to be what makes them strong americans here to help us all in our community and with that particularly in these difficult times um, it's more important that that we continue to con to push that forward so congratulations again I'm very inspired by the, the work that the youth did. I think they're better artists than I ever was, you know, <laughs> and uh, we'll, more to see. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Love it, love it, love it. Let's take a, are we, what are we doing, Councilmember Vang? Well, Mayor Pro Tem? Y'all stay in your seat, and we'll take a photo right here. Okay. Why don't we all stand, stand and, we, we, can, we can all stand and gather closer together. Great way to start the meeting. Thank you. <laughs> Members, and uh, you're all welcome to stay, of course. It gets very interesting. Okay. Uh, we have the consent calendar. Members, are there any items that uh, you would like to be discussed or voted upon separately? I'll move the consent calendar, Mr. Mayor. Moved and seconded, Vice Mayor Guerra, Council Member Talamantes. 
Let us uh, hear from the public on the consent calendar. Mayor, I have no hands raised to make comments on the consent calendar. Okay, then uh, all in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? <laughs> Abstain. That passes. <laughs> so we have one item on the discussion calendar, but I guess that it has been um, continued or not? No. My knowledge. No, okay. Item, thir item 13. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I had a note here that uh, it just looks a little different on my agenda. The DOU designated reserve policy. Come on, Ryan. Not been canceled. No pressure, Ryan. Here we go. Welcome. Sorry about that. I... Thank you, Mayor. Good evening, Mayor Stanford, City Council members. My name is Ryan Pham your business services division manager from the Department of Utility. I'm here to share information, some information about our department reserve policy and ultimately recommend a motion from the city council to approve it. Today, we will be, we'll be covering three things. Background, reserve fund policy benefits and use, reserve fund levels. A bit of background, do you identify a need, the need for a long-range financial plan. We partners with the city treasurer office to hire Philman, Rolap, and Associate, who is the city fine primary financial advisor to provide an independent review and recommendation from the industry expert perspective, which includes the creation of the designated reserve fund policy. It should be noted that DOU ha currently re has reserve guideline for 120 days of working capital. And the rate stabilization funds based on the bond covenants. So this reserve policy would formalize and codify the existing gui guideline while adding a capital reserve to the policy. Additionally, DOU have received support and recommendation from the budget and audit committee to move forward this policy to the city council for approval. I may go into a little bit of technical detail, so bear with me. Uh, the Government Finance Officer Association recommends utilizing reserve funds to provide sources of funding for situations when external forces interrupt a public utility regular operation. DOU reserve policy includes the following designated reserve. One, operating reserve that are established as a prudent level as source of funding when expenses are greater than budgeted or when revenue fall below expectation. Rate stabilization reserve are required in accordance to the debt covenant and can be used to strengthen debt services coverage in years when results are weaker than expected, or as a tool to smooth out rate increases. Capital Reserve provide the ability to fund future projects from the available cash flow, allows DOU to fund projects that would not be funded with the debt proceed. It also can be used to provide immediate funding when projects need to be accelerated or projects with cost overrun, as well as unplanned emergencies. This table shows the 
reserve fund minimum and target recommended by Philman. For the operating reserve, as you can see, a minimum level being in line with the existing DOE reserve practice of 120 days of working capital. DOE intends to continue to achieve 120 days of working capital minimum level to maintain the investment grade credit ratings for the enterprise system. For the rate stabilization reserve, DOU intends to keep the target consistent with the existing DOU practice adhering to the bond covenant, which is 25% of the maximum annual debt services for each of the respective enterprise system. For capital reserve, DOU intends to set a minimum of one year for capital improvement funding and a target covering the next five fiscal year. This concludes my prepared remarks. Staff are available for any question you may have before your final approval. Thank you. Thank you very much. Excellent presentation. Um, Thank you. Do we have testimony from the public? I have two hands raised to make comment on this item. Please. Uh, the first is Colin User 1. <coughs> Yes, this is Lambert. I, I was really impressed with the presentation of this person for a couple of reasons. One, he he mentioned funding. I lost track of how many times. And it shows that funding is vital to whatever it is, whatever it is. And so when I see delays on projects in Del Paso Heights or whatever, it, it, it really emphasizes how much people count on funding. And so it's, I consider it a very cruel practice when funding is delayed. So I'm glad, I'm glad this person talked about how vital funding is. He must have said funding about 10 times because it is vital. That's why you, 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 you stay alive that way, through funding. So whoever this was that just mentioned that, you know, Kudos to him. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Desmond Batista. Desmond Batista, if you'll unmute. Estrella Drake. My name is Estella Drake, and I speak on behalf of the Front Street Animals. They are now and will be on the future kill list. Today I'm speaking on behalf of the voiceless animal community that are not able to speak to tell you that action speaks louder than words. Why all of you are, um, get to go home after this meeting, you will simply forget us because it's not your problem that we are being killed and not given a chance to breathe the air of life that you are breathing. Why? 79 dogs and many cats have been executed since you all met the last time and nothing has been done to save us. Why do you not care about what happens to us? Why is it our fault that God gave us life and you don't care about us? We are, can obviously see that we're not as important to you and just the thing that is disposable and forgotten as you walk away. Stop and look in the mirror and take a look at yourself and say, action speaks louder than words. Ruff, ruff, meow, meow from the voiceless city of Sacramento animal community. And my final word is action speaks louder than words. Do something about it. Stop letting this madness happen at Front Street Animal Shelter. Thank you. Mayor, I have no more speakers. 
wasn't quite relevant to the topic before us, but okay. Um, appreciate the public calling in. All right. Um, so again, maybe just for the public to hear one more time the difference between the current reserve policy and what's being proposed now. Again, Mayor, as I mentioned, it's just codified it. It's allow us to put things in writing so when we deal with the pup, the, the, the financial environment, it's, it's demonstrate your leadership. And Got it. It, uh, it is also allow us to set some money aside for emergency that we just experienced uh, earlier. So it's been the practice, and now we're codifying it. Thank you. Right. Yes. Very good. Thank you. Yes. I know you said it. I just wanted it to be reiterated uh, in case there was any misunderstanding. Okay, uh, um, Vice Mayor. Uh, yeah, Mr. Mayor, I was just uh, gonna uh, acknowledge and thank uh, Ryan and his team and Praveena for all the, the great presentation at Budget and Audit, and uh, I think the, the point was made here, but uh, and to my understanding is we've also never fallen below the 120-day period as well, so we've been able to manage that policy. But this helps us with bonding out, making sure that we have something in place so that we get better ratings in the future. Not that we haven't done anything, but it, it's more about us being able to move forward. So uh, with that, Mr. Mayor, I'll, I'll move the item. Moved and seconded. Um, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed, abstain. That passes unanimously. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Right, have a good Thank evening. Thank you. Good, good, really good job. All right, members, that um, is the formal agenda for this evening. Is there public testimony and items not on the agenda? Mary, I do have hands raised. The first is Julie Verga. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to point out uh, that since um, Fixed Front Street was there December 13th to talk about what was going on at Front Street, 79 dogs have been killed. And again, that was December 13th. 79 dogs have been killed and 49 cats. Um, I, I know that we've had some good meetings with council members, but we hope to bring to everyone's attention, all city leaders and all city council members, that we have an urgent crisis, an urgent crisis at Front Street. They're now killing dogs for space. They're not making any secret of it. It's completely overcrowded. There are so many solutions that are not being utilized. I'd like to bring to your attention right now that we have secured a surgical spay neuter team ready to start immediately. We will send that information to you tomorrow. Um, they can work at the shelter. There are many, many animals that have not been spayed and neutered. They can't be adopted. They can't go to foster. They can't go to rescue. And it's wreaking havoc at the shelter. Female dogs uh, in heat and unneutered male dogs, it's not a good situation. It causes extreme behavioral issues. We have trainers, dog handlers, and um, behaviorists ready to start working with the animals at the shelters, at the shelter who just need a little work. They're sweet, they're not aggressive, they just need a little work. We have volunteers ready to assist foster coordination and outreach. Right now there's 318 animals they say are in foster care, only 39 are adoptable. Additionally, we have volunteers for almost every position there and every need. There are people who want to help. Please let us. Please be the voice for those that have none. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. 
Um, and our meeting moved too quickly. I forgot protocol. We do have speakers in chambers. Please. So Marbella Sala, Cesar Nelson, Manana Yamamonda, and then Sanja Singh. Marbella. Marbella. Hi. Thank you. Um, and it's Marbella Sala. Marbella. Thank you. And um, first of all, I just want to say that this is my first time speaking in front of all you, in front of five women sitting on city council and my newly elected city councilwoman Talamantes. So I'm really pleased to be in front of you. And also, um, thank you all for appointing me to continue on Measure U. That being said, I'm speaking on behalf of Measure U as a member of Measure U and I just wanna, and I'm sure you received letters already so I'm just gonna say kind of what's in the letters and that is um, the cancellation of our Measure U meeting yesterday. Needless to say, it was a surprise to us that it was canceled. It was done less than seven days before our meeting. We were already in um, thinking about what, um, who was, we were gonna elect as our chair and there was different things in the works that we were gonna tackle yesterday. It was canceled. All of us at first thought it was canceled because we didn't have a quorum of our existing members to sit on um, at the meeting, only to find out that it was an arbitrary decision based on an interpretation of your policy that says we members, when they expire, may continue to sit until such time there is a newly appointed member. May, shall, I mean, plain on words, in my opinion, is, is always a way to keep certain people out and see, keep certain people in. So that was never discussed with us. In November was our last meeting. We all thought that we would continue to be on Measure U until our new appointees took their seats. No one told us, no one discussed it with us. Even if that was the interpretation of policy, there should have been, for the sake of transparency, you some your kind of discussion complete. with us. Thank all you for right. your comments. Thank you. Next speaker is Cesar Nelson. And following Caesar is Manana Yanamandra. Good evening, Mayor, City Council, Vice Mayor. Uh, I'm here regarding a uh, first, I want to say this. Um, I'd like to give thanks to uh, Doug Pierce and Aaron uh, Gildersleeve of the Housing and Vacant uh, Department there uh, for for assisting me and other and associates in resolving a problem of, uh, of a nuisance going on. So they came out and they were really good at what to do and how to do it and things of that sort. Number two is, um, is why I'm here, is that uh, uh, your office, uh, Mayor Steinberg and Sean, uh, Councilman Sean Olivi, uh, have taken uh, the point to speak about the the water that was shut off at my house when I got one of these notices, um, 62722. Um, I was surprised and, and then you get one of these notices saying that the leak is in your backyard, which there was no leak in my backyard. Um, what I was questioning about is that uh, no one ever investigated the leak in the alley or anything of that sort or to test the water meter itself, if it was broken, or whatever it could be. But anyway, I thank you, your office, Mayor Steinberg and 
uh, Councilman uh, Sean Logan for taking up the uh, stand on it. So I haven't had any results. No water's on yet. So anyway, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yes. Uh, thank you very much. We, 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 we spoke, and I'll make sure yes. someone from my office or myself yes. will reach out to you by tomorrow to get to the bottom of this. I know my uh, staff is working on this because I'm, I'm in the loop, but I don't know the, the, all the details, but I'll definitely make sure somebody contacts you tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank you. Councilmember Mayor, uh, Assistant City Manager Michael Jassel will, will speak with the gentleman on the way out. His code enforcement under his purview. Thank you thank very you. much. Yeah. Thank you. Next speaker is Manya Yanamandra. Good evening and namaste. My name is Manya Yanamandra. I'm an eighth grade student and a volunteer at Hindu Swayam Sevak Sang HSS. The 18th annual Health for Humanity Yogathon, or Surya Namaskar Yajna, organized by the Hindu Swayam Sevak Sangh, started on January 14th. The 16-day event aims to create awareness about yoga and its advantages in achieving a healthy body, mind, and spirit. Surya Namaskar integrates simple yoga postures and 10 steps that, along with simple breathing techniques, can provide immense health benefits to both the body and the mind. Each year, on January 14th, Hindus worldwide celebrate Makar Sankranti, a day that marks the changing of the seasons. Makar Sankranti assures in longer days, which is why the festival symbolizes sunshine and life. To mark this occasion, HSS has organized the Health for Humanity Yogathon from January 14th to January 23rd, 2023. HSS initiated this Health Awareness Project of 2007. Now it's in its 18th year. Since its inception, participants of all faiths and beliefs from 43 different states have actively taken part in the Yogathon through yoga centers, community organizations, schools, and colleges. Collectively, we have participated in and performed over 4 million Surya Namaskars. Community leaders and elected officials across the nation have shown their appreciation for this initiative and encouraged their residents to participate and gain the benefits of an overall healthy lifestyle. This year, HSS invites community groups, yoga centers, students, and individuals to learn and participate in the Health for Humanity Yogathon. This program is open to people of all ages, genders, races, and we aspire to collaborate with the city as much as possible to reach out to members of our community. Our goal is to get as many people as we can from our city to reap benefits of this initiative. Thank you for your comments. Your time is complete. We, we almost done? Yeah, we're done. Go. Just, I'm going to have chair's discretion. Thanks Please for finish. the opportunity Thank to you. speak. Namaste. Have a great day. Thank you for coming to the city council and telling us, okay? We really appreciate it. Please keep coming. Namaste. Uh, next speaker is Sanjana Singh. And then we'll go online to Mr. Davis and then Elsie. Namaste, dear mayor and city council members of Sacramento. My name is Samjana, a member of the Hindu Swamsevak Sang HSS. I am an eighth grader. I would like to briefly share information about the recently concluded Sewa Diwali food donation drive with you. 
During the holiday season, the need for everyone to come together and help those in need and eliminate the hunger caused by COVID, food shortages, and the rising food prices has increased now more than ever. Chances are you have heard about Diwali, also known as the Festival of Lights, which falls in the months of October or November. During the celebration of Diwali, all dharmic organizations collectively host Sewa Diwali. Sewa Diwali is an, is an initiative coordinated nationally by HSS, which allows individuals, communities, and organizations who believe in the Sewa Dharma to come together across the United States. The Sewa Dharma essentially means service to humanity is service to divinity. In other words, it means to give back to the society which we live in during the festival of Diwali. As part of Sewa Diwali, we collected non-perishable food items and donated them to local food pantries, shelters, and to people in need. We are pleased to share that this year, more than 95 volunteers in Greater Sacramento, Yuba City, and around the Chico area from 33 local organizations joined hands, collected 8,500 pounds of food in 19 cities, and donated to 14 food banks in six countries, including 1,325 pounds of food to Lowe's and Fishes Sacramento. To promote community awareness, we had a Sewa Diwali car parade where people decorated cars with lights and drove around the city of Sacramento. This was a unique way to celebrate the Festival of Lights while also sharing the message of giving back to the community. Sewa Diwali is a national initiative. In 2022 alone, the Sewa Diwali program donated 630,000 pounds of food to over 200 beneficiary organizations. This donation will serve over 525,000 meals. This was possible by people and organizations coming together in 200 cities and townships. Thank you for your comments. Your time is complete. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker is online, Mr. Davis. Mr. Davis, if you'll unmute. Yes, I, I hope the mayor and also city councilman Lololi listen to this because this is a shout out to you. Three weeks ago, the Grand High School Pacers football team was honored in your chamber, and they and their parents and some of the coaches invited me and my family to come there, and I, I was there. And the first thing I noticed was when the mayor walked into the chamber, he got a tremendous round of applause by the football players. Why? Because they see him at different events in Del Paso Heights. And the reason I'm sending a shout-out to Mr. Lololi is I know he cares about them and he cares about the drum line. Now, I want to say something to you, Mayor. You, it's, it, this is something that's serious now. Uh, they all approached me privately and told me that they're pushing the cheesecakes through social media. I have no idea what that means. I'm a baby boomer. But I do know one thing. This weekend, this past weekend, before, during, and the, after the 49ers victory, it got back to me that our cheesecakes went viral in the Bay Area. So I would expect the city manager's office, they have about five divisions, and also District 2, to reach out to us. Because we're bringing positiveness to the city of Sacramento all over Sacramento now. Uh, Inside Sacramento Magazine did a wonderful article on us in December. And so we're known now, and we're using our own money. We shouldn't have to do that. We have everything we need to get funding. So I, I hope that someone's going to be reaching out to us 
because these young people have taken us viral. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Elise. Hi, so we've spoken a lot about animal services. Um, today I want to speak about animal control response or lack thereof. Um, there have been several responses by various members of Front Street. Um, Director Zimmerman, one of the managers, Ryan Hinderman, who is often in the media, as well as the chief animal control officer, Jace Huggins. All of them say on a daily basis they are sitting on five to 600 calls. I call that into question um, for the following reason. Um, in 2021, their impact report said they received 15,000 calls annually, not responded to, but received. Um, this past summer, Jace Huggins had a bio for another board position where he said they received 16,000 calls annually. If we take the 16,000, you're looking at about 44 calls per day. So my question, number one, would be, how is it okay for them to be sitting on over 10 times the amount of the daily calls they get, and that's acceptable? Number two, there are several items that they don't even respond to at all. Um, it's just a simple letter sent out, like a barking complaint or a feces complaint, as well as they never respond to dogs at large. And that should be a huge concern, especially in council member Lololi's district, where you have a large amount of animals at large, which can pass on disease to both other animals as well as humans, such as a common condition of Giardia. That, that can be passed on to humans. So I think that this is important that animal services gets completely under control on all levels but you certainly need to look into those numbers for their responses. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Claudia Cardoza. Hi, uh, good evening. Thank you, City Council and Vice Mayor. Um, I'm here to advocate also for the animals and with respect to bring some awareness on respects to the animal services um, departments. Last month in the meeting, I brought up the, the issue about training and guidelines in 311, you know, uh, training development. Um, I believe there's lack of, and there has to be some kind of accountability towards that. I heard the last speaker talk about, you know, the responses about uh, animal control, and that is an issue, especially with large dogs. And yes, the transmittable disease into humans and other animals as Giardia. Um, I do have something to mention about that as an experience. We had a dog that we re rescued in December from a neglected situation. It was brought into Front Street for a uh, checkup, where they did checkup, took x-rays and all of this. What it did not happen was that they did not want to release the medical notes that this dog, whatever they have done to this dog. This dog is Bella, which I'm going to keep saying her name because like I said, it's not acceptable what happened to her. She was released to us, to the public with Giardia, which is a transmittable disease. We did not get medical notes until two, three days later because we kept pushing for it. Now, by that time we had asked for fosters and they already had infected another family. This was, is not acceptable. It should not happen. 
and it should have been accountability in the department of you know front street how they handle this kind of things what kind of dogs are you releasing into the community what kind of checkup are you really i mean do you really care for the people that are sponsoring you that's my last comment thank you thank you for your comments our final speaker is cindy terrazas Cindy Terrazas. Cindy, you appear unmuted. It's your time to present to the council. Mayor, I believe Cindy is having technical difficulties. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, we'll go to council ideas and questions. If we can get her back on to conclude the meeting, we will. Uh, I have an adjourned in memory. Uh, and I'll do that last, so I'll first turn it over to Councilmember Jennings. Thank you, Mayor. Um, last week, uh, we talked to you about coyote shakers, and we had a very informative meeting, and we made lots of coyote shakers, and now we have the ability to scare those coyotes away from uh, our family and our friends. So that was last week. This week, I want to invite you to the Lewis Park tree planting on February the 4th at 9 a.m. It'll go from 9 to 12. If you've watched what's happened with the weather between the wind, the rain, and all that, we've got a lot of trees that have fallen down. And so with those trees falling down, it's time for us to start planting again. So with weather providing, uh, we're going to go to Lewis uh, Park to plant trees. Lewis Park is located at 6570 Park Riviera Way. All the tools will be supplied. So all you need to do is bring your incredible uh, work ethic, Wear your sunscreen and appropriate clothing. The Sacramento Tree Foundation will be out there with the City of Sacramento and District 7 in order to plant as many trees as we can get in uh, Lewis Park. So I invite you to come on out and have a good time, and we're going to have a great crowd. Talk to you then. Thank you, Councilmember Jennings. Councilmember Talabantes. I just want to congratulate my three new commissioners that we passed on the consent calendar, including Marbella Sala, um, who's Measure U, Julio Lamas, who's my new planning commissioner, and Kira Baltisa, who's my new arts commissioner. And so, getting fully staffed, and I'm really excited for District 3. Wonderful. Good people. Councilmember Maple. Yes, um, I just wanted to share, this is another hat that I wear in addition to um, being on the city council along with some of my colleagues. I also sit on the Sacramento uh, Regional Transit Board. Um, and there's a really exciting opportunity that I would like the community to know about that's coming up um, on Wednesday, January 25th this week. Um, it's on Zoom at 6 p.m. until 7.30 and it's the bus stop improvement plan. So this is a really great opportunity for the community to come in and share their comments, their ideas, their questions, their concerns. Uh, about their, their bus stops and how they can be improved. And I, I really believe in um, lifting community up and make sure that they're a part of the process. So if you can show up, it's on Zoom. Uh, you can find more information on the SACRT website or uh, you can go on our social media. Thank you. Thank you. Councilmember Kaplan. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I want to invite all of my fellow council members and your furry friends. I am hosting my first event on February 11th at the North Natomas Regional Park from 9 to 12. We are partnering with uh, PetSmart and several of our local <coughs> shelters. We will have uh, various animals up for adoption, which if you follow me on social media, uh, soon we will start posting pictures 
of furry friends that you can adopt, but also if you're interested in becoming a foster family, come out and learn about that process and sign up. We will also have local vendors because I know we all need cute items for our dogs and cats. Uh, we will have local vendors there as well as an animal uh, adorable kissing booth for donation, a small donation that will go to our some of our rescue shelters. Um, you can bring your own cat, dog, guinea pig, uh, hamster, come take a picture, uh, but we will also have um, our SAC PD K9 unit will be joining us in doing demonstrations and we'll put out a list um, at certain times. PetSmart will, if you need help getting your dog to sit, come and take this small little training that PetSmart will provide. But more importantly, um, how can you not have fun when you bring your pets out? So come take a walk about around North Natomas in our regional park on Saturday, February 11th. Thank you all very much. I'd like to uh, adjourn in memory tonight, and this is maybe a little bit different because this rising Sacramento leader passed away about five years ago. But today, January the 24th, uh, would have been Ali Youssefi's 40th birthday. And those of us who knew Ali knew um, what a special person he was and what a special family uh, he has. Uh, Ali was everything that we aspired to be about Sacramento. Uh, he believed um, that Sacramento could be a more cosmopolitan city. He believed deeply in uh, inclusion, uh, both economic inclusion and the inclusion of all our diversity in Sacramento. He was a pioneer around affordable housing, especially middle-income housing in the downtown and the midtown. And his legacy uh, continues as the 1717S project um, uh, known as Ari's Place uh, positively impacts many Sacramentans. I just wanted to take a moment to remember him. Um, and uh, he was 35 years old uh, when he passed away of cancer, very, way too young and had so much more to offer, but to Ali's family, to Ozzy, to uh, his parents, uh, to all of his family, be assured that he will never be forgotten and we remember his work. Thank you very much. If there's nothing else to come before the city council, we are adjourned.